Breaking news, Instagram is not a great place to land paid assignments. In this episode, I'm going to share five steps that you can follow to connect with potential clients and get hired without wasting tons of hours on social media. Trying to land your first paid gigs or looking to get more consistent work coming your way? This episode is for you. Listen up. Hello and welcome to another episode of Open Studio. So here are the five steps that you could follow to land your first paid assignments. And if you are an already established freelancer uh, and you have been in business um, for a while, these are the five steps. This is a framework, a simple framework that you can follow to do client outreach, right? Number one, I want you to stop investing most of your efforts into posting on social media. And I know that I have said oftentimes in this podcast that you need to show your work. You need to be out there with your work so that clients can find you. If, if people don't know you exist, they cannot hire you, right? That's a no brainer. And that is, you know, one of the reasons why you may want to be on social media. This is one of the reasons why you want to build an online portfolio. Now, trying to gain clients on Instagram is like looking for a needle in a haystack, right? Um, because Instagram or social media in general is a pool of people and you're trying to connect with that one client that is going to give you your assignment by just looking in a, in a sea of people, right? And what you always want in order to to engage a client and have them hire you, you want to be able to establish that one-to-one conversation. And social media is not a great place to establish one-to-one conversations, right? Now, yes, it's true that some some artists may, some artists that have a, a big uh, social media following may get some leads or some contacts or may have some people contacting them through Instagram, right? Um, but I would say that it's not a great strategy when you're just starting or when you are, when you have few social uh, media followers, right? Because it's, you know, you're investing most of your time and you know how much time uh, being on social media daily requires. You're investing a lot of your time into, uh, into a place where there's a lot of people just shouting out there with their uh, with their content and and their work, right? So, I would say that when you're when you're starting, and even when you're an established freelancer, the most effective way to gain paid assignments is to establish one-to-one conversations with people, right? To connect or to uh, contact the people you want to really work with, right? And you want to establish this one-to-one conversation so that you can understand first what their problem is and if you can help them with your work uh, and with your skills, right? Now, once you stop investing time on social media, which I know, I can imagine that you're already investing a lot of time on t- into social media, right? Um, so once you stop doing that, you will gain a lot of uh, time back. And this will give you the necessary time to do, uh, to make the following steps that I'm gonna share with you. now. The step number two is that you need to 
get clear about what are the people that you can help with your work. And if you if you have listened to episode uh, number 98, our uh, my previous episode, I speak about this all the time. First, you need to understand who are the people you can help with your work. Because yes, you can say, you know, I'm a learning artist, I can work for anybody. But the more clear you get around the the people you you can better help with your work, the easier it will be to reach out to these people. One thing is to want to work with everybody, and one thing and another thing is to know that you can serve the best a certain group of people because then you can go reach out to a specific channels, you can connect with, uh, you can attend specific events to connect with your ideal client. So getting clear around what is the people you can help with your work really makes your work easier. It makes your work easier in terms of your uh, portfolio, in terms of your communication, in terms of how you speak to people. Um, it makes it easier for you to, you know, to not to spread yourself thin, trying to be everywhere, but you just need to be in the places where your ideal client is going to hang out. So number two, write down on a paper, what is the people you can better help with your work, right? Who are those people? If you are a muralist, right? Who will benefit from your work? Who is the people who will love to have a mural in their office, in their house? Um, who is the people you can better self-serve with your skills and your experience, right? Now, once you identify them, you will know where to go find them, right? Then you, once you know who they are, you just need to know where to find them and go to these places, right? So get clear around what are the people that you can help with your work. Number three, make a list of potential clients that you will be a great fit for, right? And I want to encourage you not to do more, um, not to list more, uh, more than 10 clients, right? You want to make this list short so that you can focus your efforts into establishing conversations with those 10 people. If those, res those, um, those efforts didn't bring any results, then you can move on to the next 10. But first, again, in order not to spread yourself thin, you want to list just 10 people you want to work with or you, that you can help with your work, right? Um, as I said before, if you went through step number two and you got clear around who are the people that you can better serve with your, uh, with your services, with your skills, then it will be really easy for you to list, to create this list, right? Now, I want you to list just 10 of them. Uh, and after you do that, you move on to step number four, which is doing your research. You need to find who is the person in this, in you know, in this, in the in the list of these ten people that you listed, or these ten companies that you listed. Um, you need to find who are the decision makers there. And when I say decision makers, I don't mean the CEO or the manager of whatever department. 
I want you to think of the person who will eventually hire you. I want you to think of the person who will say, well, this is the right person to create that specific mural for me or that specific book cover for me, right? I want you to find if you if you are pitching or if you're looking to work for uh, publishing houses, then you want to look for the editor or the art director, right? Because these are the people who will eventually hire you. These are the people who will say, yes, this lettering artist, this illustrator is a great fit for this cover that we need to create, right? Uh, now, the CEO has very few to do with hiring illustrators that will create book covers, right? A CEO is just at another level of the business. You really want to make your research in terms of understanding who is the people uh, or who is the person who will um, connect with you, who will understand what is the value that you can bring into their company and eventually hire you, right? Now to do that, you can use social media and this is where you want to invest some time uh, into social media, you can use um, you can use Instagram, you can use um, LinkedIn to find you know art directors or editors or people who are the decision makers within this um, these companies that you listed in step number two, right? Now, once you identify who the these people are, right, and you want to you essentially want to find their contact information, you want to find an email, you want to find a social media profile, and you want to make a first contact. You want to start a conversation to find out how you can help them with your work. And I know that many of you will say, or you may be saying right now, hey, but I don't know them. How do I contact them? Like, I will be just a stranger saying, hey, hello. Um, you know, I'm an illustrator. I'm, I'm a lettering artist. And I I would love to work with you, right? Yes, that's a way of doing that. Now, I know you may be wondering, okay, how do I contact them? I just I just send them an email saying, hey, hi, I'm an illustrator, I'm a lettering artist, I'm looking for work. Well, I would say that you should take the opposite approach. I would say that oftentimes, and this is, this is one of the biggest mistakes that I see artists doing is that they contact potential clients or they call contact uh, clients in a way that it, it feels beggy. It feels that they are begging for work. It feels that they are requesting something from them as opposed to trying to help the, their clients, right? So I would say that first you need to take a different approach and, and also do a second level of research in terms of trying to figure out what, you know, what are some of the pain points? What are some of the things that these potential clients that you are about to uh, contact, what are some of the things that they are struggling with, right? Um, so for instance, for a publishing house or for, for an editor that creates, I don't know, hundreds of book covers per year, or for an art director that art directs, I don't know, hundreds of book covers per year, um, you know, what are some of their pain points? What are some of the things that they really care about or they are really worried about, right? Um, so just to give you an example, one of these things could be, I am worried about creating a book cover that stands out in the shelves, that people notice, right? Or I'm worried about creating a book cover 
that is really unique and original and it's not just a licensed image from a an image bank right um, so once you understand what are you know once you go through the process of doing a little bit of research and and understanding what may be the things that are um, that are occupying the mind of your potential clients then you can use those to um, to create a, a, a an outreach strategy right so once you when you decide to contact this um, these potential clients, you will want to touch on some of those uh, those things that they're struggling with. Because as you start speaking about the things they're they're uh, occupied with or they're worried about, they will feel that you know you understand them, you are on the same page with them, and that already creates a big um, a big report with that person, right? As, as opposed to just sending an email saying like, hey, I'm an illustrator, here's my portfolio, you know, just contact me whenever you have work. I would love to work with you, right? This is more like I'm requesting you to just find out who I am and check my portfolio and, you know, hire me or contact me whenever you have work as opposed to, hey, hi, I know that you are often dealing with this and this problem or I know that as an art director in a publishing house you're occupied with um, you know you don't have time or you're busy managing different projects or you're always looking for great artists to create uh, you know to create a, a book cover that stands out in the shelves and this is where you come in and you can, you know, you can offer your services as a way of helping them achieve those results, right? So, as I said before, whenever you contact, you call contact someone or you try to establish that connection with someone, start with them. Start with, with whatever is worrying them right now, whatever their pain points are, as opposed to starting with, hey, you know, this is me. I would love to work with you. Uh, you are like my dream assignment for, you have been my dream assignment for the past 10 years. So just contact me whenever you have a job. Um, so you will want to take a different approach. You will want to go to, to first create that rapport with them. And after that, offer yourself as a possible um, solution or as a way of, hey, I'm here to help, right? And of course, in that uh in that email, you can include your uh, a link to your portfolio, a link to your social media account. Now, once you make that first contact, which could be, as I said, um, an email showcasing first connecting with them through, you know, speaking about their problems or the things they are worried about, putting yourself as a um, as a possible solution to their problem and sharing your work and of course a way to contact you so once you do that you will want to continue following up on that and this means that you know just because you contact someone once they will remember um it's just unreal right people is busy people are busy they're just doing a lot of different stuff right they receive hundreds of mails per, per, per day. So 
what you need is to stay top of mind of your potential client. So once you do that first contact, you can find other ways to, uh, to make contact with that person, right? You can send them a physical item. You can send them promotional material. Um, you can, uh, you can contact them again in a month from that first email saying, Hey, um, I would love to come, come by to show you my portfolio and, and see if I can help you in any of the projects you're working on. Right. So you need to, you know, this, this process of getting in touch with your clients or doing client outreach is an ongoing pro process, right? And it's really a lot about repetition. It's a lot about putting yourself in front of them often so that when a project comes that is a perfect fit for you, you will be the first person they will contact, right? Because you are present for them. You have been there on their inbox, in their inbox. You have been there sending them a postcard for, um, for Christmas. You have been there trying to, um, to uh, get a meeting or you have had a meeting with them show, and you show them your portfolio, right? So if you set a stay top of mind, of your potential clients, even when they may not have a job for you right now, they will eventually have a job for you down the road. And when that happens, you will be the first person they think of, right? And this is what you want. This is what you want by following this process, this five-step process is that, you know, you focus on connecting with a specific people. You focus on helping a specific people as opposed of trying to scream to the world through social media and hoping that some people will see you, right? I would say that with this, uh, with this set of steps that I have shared with you in this episode, you're much more on the driver's seat. You are in control of connecting with these people, establishing conversations. You are the one who is in, um, you know, who's taking a proactive uh, attitude towards finally uh, getting that assignment, right? That you want to get, right? So again, as a wrap up, number one, stop doing what you're doing. Stop investing most of your efforts into posting on social media. Once you stop doing that, once you, once you, once, once you stop trying to gain uh, clients through social media, you will gain a lot of time back. And that is the time you're going to invest into this strategy, which is much more effective. Uh, and you are going to start landing paid assignments more often, right? So once you stop, step number one, stop investing time, most of your efforts um, on social media, right? Step number two, get clear about what are the people that you can help with your work, right? Which is something I also discussed in episode number 98. Um, get clear, find out a small niche of people or a niche of people that you can help with your work and, and start, you know, focusing on uh, finding where these people are, right? Once you have, once you get clear about what are the people that you can help with your, with your work, move on to step number three and make a list of potential clients that you will be a great fit for, right? Make a list of 10, remember. First you want to start with 10, and then you want to move on to the next 10. Um, and these 10 clients, they don't need to be like huge clients, like 
we always say like Adidas or Nike, you could list a few companies that are in your surroundings, uh, local businesses, or, you know, businesses of people that you know, and just list them, put them in a list of, um, of just a few people, 10 people, right? Number, step number four, do your research, find the decision maker inside those 10 clients, inside those companies, find the decision maker, maker, and the decision maker is the person who hire you, the person who is, um, the decision maker in your department, let's say, right? The, the, you know, the editor of the publishing house or the art director in the agency, right? Find the person who would decide who is going to get that assignment they have, um, they are working on right now. And step number five, which is a step we can go deeper into, and I'm sure that I'm going to uh, create a specific episode about this down the road, which is make a first contact. And for making that first contact, you can, you know, you can send an email. If you know the person, if this is a friend of a friend, then you can, you, you will be better off by setting up a meeting with that person and having an, an in-person conversation, right? But if you are called contacting someone, make a first contact, send them an email, and always remember to put them first, to put their, you know, to, to, um, to figure out what their, um, what their struggles are, what they're, what they're worrying about right now and speak about that first. And after you do that, they will connect with you because they see that you understand them. And then you can put yourself as a solution to that. Right. You can say, hey, I'm an illustrator. I create book covers for publishing houses and I'm sure I can help you with this or that. Right. Um, so make them the hero of the story when you're writing that first cold email uh, to them, make them the hero of the story. Then you want to put yourself as, you know, the person who can help them. And of course, include your contact uh, information there. Now, that is not it. This is not over in the step number five. Then you need to go ahead and repeat this process over and over, not only to, you know, to, to reach out to new clients, but also to stay top of mind of the clients you already contacted, right? You need to, once you send that first email, you need to send a follow-up email and you need to perhaps uh, send a promotional material to remind them that you're there. Staying top of mind of your clients is essential for you in order to land paid assignments. So always remember that client outreach is something you never stop doing. And the framework or the, the five steps that I share in, uh, in this episode are simple steps that you can take to either land your first paid assignments or having recurring assignments coming your way as a, as a freelance lettering artist or illustrator. So I hope that this, this episode will set you in motion to start putting this framework or these steps into action. And I hope you have a beautiful week and see you on the next episode of Open Studio. Bye-bye. 
So this is it. I hope you loved this episode. You can find me, the host of the show, on social networks at Martina Flor on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you have a question or comments, go to martinaflor.com slash podcast, where you can see previous episodes, find show notes, and send voice memos with your comments and questions. You can also watch these episodes on YouTube. Just go to martinaflor.com slash YouTube to find them. You can, of course, Listen to all our episodes on your favorite podcast platform. If you loved this episode, subscribe to this podcast. And if you leave us a review, it will help others find us. Thank you all for listening and see you in the next episode of Martina Flores Open Studio. Bye-bye. Hey, learning and mastering hand lettering can be incredibly overwhelming and frustrating. However, a proven framework can help you see real progress, populate a portfolio with standout work, attract paid assignments, and become your source of income. Sign up for my upcoming free masterclass called A Roadmap to Master the Art of Hand Lettering and Unlock Your Full Potential as an Artist. Hear what previous students have said about it. Hi, my name is Jochen and I'm a lettering artist from the Netherlands. I always thought I knew about letter forms and how to create them. But somehow, whenever my lettering was off, I never quite knew what it was or how to correct it. I now feel a lot more confident in my lettering and I know what to look for. I know how to correct my own mistakes and that's amazing. Sign up now through the link in the description of the episode. I'll see you there.